Hi, and welcome to Pentecost Today podcast. I'm your co-host, Steve Mancini, and as always, I'm joined by the Executive Director, Alicia Hardo. Alicia, welcome. Thank you, Steve. It is a joy to be together. We are so humbled to serve the work of the Holy Spirit in our nation, and today we are very excited to be joined by Angelica Macias. She is a young adult leader serving in the Hispanic Catholic Charismatic Renewal and comes from a large multicultural family in southwest Missouri. She is 25 years old and has been serving and ministering to youth and young adults for the past seven years. So an extraordinary ministry uh, has already been gifted to her by the Lord. And so, Angelica, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. We, we're going to open up this episode in prayer, and so just invite the Holy Spirit to come and fall afresh on us now. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, even as we come before you, praising you, thanking you, magnifying you for how you have worked and moved in power through the grace of baptism in the Holy Spirit, through the current of grace that is the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. Father, we especially thank you and praise you for how you worked through university students over 50 years ago to bring this grace forth to our whole nation and, Lord, to out into the world. And even today as we focus on Uh, Lord, really unpacking how we can bring the grace of baptism in the Holy Spirit to younger generations. Father, we we ask that you would send your Spirit now to fall afresh on renewal leaders, to fall afresh on individuals who deeply yearn to share this grace with younger generations. And Father, we lift up to you all the younger generations, Lord, who are suffering or struggling in any way, especially those who are struggling with isolation, anxiety, depression, addiction. Father, we we ask that there would be a grace of those who have received baptism in the Holy Spirit going out and ministering to younger generations, that there would be deliverance from evil, that there would be, Lord, just an outpouring of your Spirit that births life in the Spirit among youth among children, within families, and, Lord, just all across younger generations. We pray this for your glory and honor, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Alicia, you, when you were praying, you kind of made a comment, and, you know, there is a desire to bring everyone back. And the the notion that somehow age is a factor, is it completely irrelevant? God can do whatever he wants with anyone he wants at any time that he wants. And Angelica, welcome to the show, because I want to talk to you about something specific, and that is how to bring the young folks, because there's a lot of young folks that see, even the ones that have some kind of faith, look at the church as kind of this, you know, this antique, this set, kind of almost boring way of doing things. But I want to read something from the Doctrinal Commission And then I want to get your kind of opinion on it, because I think that this really says it all, that once you really open up and receive this baptism in the Holy Spirit, that the things that were just mundane, dull, become something completely different. So let me read something very quickly. There is a new awareness of Christ's presence and power in the liturgy of the church, especially in the sacraments of the Eucharist and Reconciliation. 
People who were previously far from the Lord or received the sacraments only out of habit now experience them as wellsprings of life and desire to receive them regularly. The renewed worship that arises from this grace is seen most clearly in celebrations of the Eucharistic liturgy, the deepest corporate expression of worship of all those baptized in Christ. So, Angelica, again, welcome to the show. And what is your take on that kind of renewal that people will experience once they truly open up? Yeah, thank you, Steve. I would say, from my experience with working with our young people, it is that encounter that where they have that baptism in the Holy Spirit that just changes things for them. It, it, their faith becomes alive because I think that as a young person, it, it's been hard to you know, see that faith, especially if you're who you're growing up with, you know, as your Catholic family, the older adults, they don't seem to have that fire. They don't seem to have that connection, that real true understanding and relationship with Jesus. So I think it's definitely hard for them to be able to find that. So what I noticed is once we provide that space for them, when we say, here is this life in the spirit seminar for you specifically, and provide that space for them to encounter it is just amazing. I have seen just God's healing, God working, and just so much of God's love, just so abundant in our young people. And I've been able to see where now where they feel like they are heard, that they are valued, and that they are loved. And it's, it's so, so important whenever it comes to talking about them being loved, because our young people are so lonely, they're thirsty, they're hungry for that truth, that light, but they're not even sure how to encounter it or that it's out there. So I think it, it comes with us accompanying them and providing that space for them, listening and and making sure that they feel safe, secure, and loved. And I have seen them just have this love for Christ that they want to serve, not only just, you know, in the renewal, but they want to serve the church itself. So I have seen them just come to Mass on their own. They will specifically make sure that they are going to Mass and that it's not if their schedule allows it. So, And and I've seen them go even to teach catechesis. I am privileged to work with our parish in the catechesis of our young people, and I have seen the young people who have encountered God's love and they have received that baptism are actively teaching and helping the other generations. So I think that that has been kind of my experience just in into seeing how our hearts are more open. Our hearts have this, just this joy in knowing our faith more fully. It's so glorious to see how the Holy Spirit is moving and working in power. There's what I like to call a signal fire of the Holy Spirit here in Pittsburgh at Duquesne University, a brand new prayer group was birthed just after the 50th anniversary of the Duquesne weekend. And it's just extraordinary to see the name of the new prayer group is Opus Novum, New Work. And these young university students are receiving the grace of baptism in the Holy Spirit, coming through life in the Spirit, entering into charismatic community, charismatic prayer during prayer meetings, and also, at the same time, entering into this deep, deep awareness of Christ's presence and power in the liturgy of the Church, in the sacraments of Eucharist and reconciliation, many of them making multiple holy hours in a day, you know, just 
an extraordinary desire to be in the presence of the Lord, to be in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And so, Angelica, I think there's there's a sweet, sweet grace, even as you're sharing, that that we're seeing among young people where there's an openness to receive the grace of baptism in the Holy Spirit. And Angelica, you you serve in some extraordinary ways as National Hispanic Youth Committee member for the U.S. and Canada. You also serve as a member of the Caris USA Committee representing young adults under 35, which is just a huge grace in that you serve on a national level. But, you know, I think sometimes it's important for people to hear the testimony of those who are serving, to hear how the Holy Spirit has really impacted your life and impacted you even as the Lord sent you out into ministry and mission. So can you share with us a little bit of how you came to receive the grace of baptism in the Holy Spirit? Of course. I would say, so I was, um, I'm a a Creole Catholic, and I went to Catholic elementary school, and even then I felt that I did not really know about that third part of the Trinity of the Holy Spirit. And so you know, it was always this mystery, and, and we didn't really get much explanation. And and I realized, you know, I think it also had to do with them not knowing enough about the Holy Spirit to be able to teach us. But I was working in the church and had been invited to start working with our young people. And we have a Hispanic prayer group here in our parish. And they invited uh, my mom and I to come to live this Life in the Spirit seminar. I did not really know about it, and um, as a young person, I know that a lot of our youth um, have trouble identifying as well with the prayer groups and don't really understand that, and I was one of those people. Uh, I was definitely uncomfortable because, you know, I thought, who are these crazy people that are jumping around praising the Lord, and because I had never had my faith like that. I had never seen that joy, encountered that joy and just felt it. And so I was invited. I was a little leery, um, but I joined into this Life in the Spirit seminar and I just encountered this love so big that I felt God just wrap his arms around me and just fill me with so much love. And I was able to have this just moment of forgiveness as well that I had been holding on to. So I... It just was like this breath, this new breath of life that it just set off something inside of me because I had always had this desire to serve the Lord, but I just never knew how to fully go about it. And from then on, I believe it was in 2017, I was invited into this kind of this workshop. I fully didn't know exactly what was going on, what the Lord was doing, but I was introduced to our Hispanic um, renewal. And from then on, the Lord has just been making paths in and allowing me to grow, but also to have the renewal spread to my diocese for young people. And I've been able to um, not only serve the renewal group of like a young prayer group here for my parish, but we have been able to create this committee called Hashtag Christ Life for our diocese, and, and we've been able to have teens, young adults, and older adults form part of this committee so that we can get that broader perspective and, and figure out how the Lord is wanting to work here. So 
I have just been so abundantly blessed, and now I'm one of those crazy people dancing, singing, praising the Lord. But with this just profound joy and peace and just love that can only come from God, and for me, it has just renewed my faith in all areas, renewed how I live in receiving the Eucharist and even reconciliation. It has this this beautiful meaning, and, and it's just this grace as well that now my life as a Catholic, it, it has so much more meaning and and so, so, so important for me. So I believe that that baptism in the, in the Spirit has just changed my life and, and just enriched my life as well. So I just feel so blessed and honored to be able to do what I'm doing. And, and with that, with that love and, and it's just so beautiful to be able to do that with my brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and I feel like that is my hope is that other people can just receive that joy and, and that love and understand what is actually being offered to them by, you know, God and the church and, and see just what they can encounter and what is waiting for them. Now, let me ask you, as you're working with these younger folks, are there any stories that stick out in your head that, that you go, wow, this is real, and there's the proof? Like, forget me. Look at John or Jane. They were this, and now they're this since they started coming here. Do you have any of those kind of stories that really stick out in your mind? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, some of our youth we started working with when they were um, freshmen in high school. And I remember this one. He was just very, very angry, and he just felt like he carried a lot on his shoulders and didn't really want to be there, and his parents were involved in the renewal, but he just didn't relate and and was just so completely shut off, and through the years, working and in conversation, and, and I saw it slowly change. You know, he was more open. Um, he was allowing us to be part of whatever was going on with him. So he would be able to exchange conversation, be vulnerable and just trust. And, and it's so profound where God has changed him to where he is one of the, one of our leaders working and he's in college now and he has been teaching, he has been teaching catechesis. And so it is just beautiful to see like, it's not necessarily us. And we tell our young people all the time, you know, this isn't about us. This is about you and your, your relationship with Christ. And it's been so beautiful to see him go to um, national workshops and just not only work on himself as in what he has gone through, his trauma and all that he has been carrying, but to see what is it that God is calling him to and, and to figure out that relationship with Christ. So, just seeing from someone who was full of anger and hurt and, and just really, really hardened to be able to see him pouring out into other people. And Helica, that is so beautiful and so awesome. It's exquisite to see how the Lord works and moves, how the Holy Spirit delivers us, sets us free, and invites us sometimes almost immediately into ministry and mission when we receive. And so to hear that story and that testimony is awesome. Glory to God in the highest. You know, I think there's, there's a, especially in the hearts of parents, grandparents, even great grandparents, 
there is this yearning to share oftentimes what has been received, you know, this this awareness of life in the Spirit is a great adventure. It is a life filled with the fruits of the Holy Spirit, filled with peace, filled with joy. It is a taste of heaven here on earth, you know, and there's there's just a desire to share with younger generations. And whether that's a prayer group leader saying, how can we invite younger generations into our prayer meeting? How can we communicate and connect? Or whether that's simply a parent saying, you know, I really just desire to share this in a way that a young person in my life, my child, uh, my son, my daughter can receive. What, what words of wisdom could you share? I'd say I think it's definitely that invitation, invitation to be part of the conversation, invitation to be part of whatever is being offered. I know that my, my work in, in this ministry um, before the renewal, it started in Quinto Encuentro, the fifth encounter. And, and this was where my own pastor, he invited me to be part of the conversation. And, and he invited me to work with young people. I think that we have to have that invitation because it's so, so important. That is what us young people are looking for is someone to bring us into whatever is going on and so that we can be part of it. I think that it is so important to be able to listen and not only just hear the words that they're saying, but understand them, to empathize with them, because there are so many things that are going on with young people today and a lot of isolation, loneliness, anxiety, and it is so important that we are listening to them and creating a safe space for them. Because I've noticed that a lot of young people are so closed off and sometimes it's hard for them to trust. I think that we have to be able to provide a safe environment where they do not feel judged because a lot of times they do feel judged by older, older, either family members, church members. So it is so important to create that safe space, to listen to what they're saying, to value what they're saying and value them and just walk with each other because and uh, before all of this, you know, I don't think I would have been able to keep going in this in this path the Lord has set me on because of, I wouldn't have had the accompaniment, accompaniment by um, the older adults. I don't think I would have been able to do this. So I think that we need to accompany and walk with them. And, you know, they will make mistakes and they might encounter obstacles and they're going to need that experience, that knowledge and just that love and support from the older family members or church members. And I think that's truly how we're going to be able to do it because we definitely can't do this alone, one generation versus the other. It is so important that we come together in that unity and, and to be able to be there for each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, it, years ago, I took a course called engaging contemporary culture with a mind of Christ. And we studied different evangelization models, and then we received homework, which were assignments to go out and to use one of those models in communicating with someone who is a skeptic, a self-proclaimed skeptic. So atheist, agnostic, someone who in today's terms we might call a nun, someone who's saying, I, I affiliate with no religious Uh, background or belief. And the particular model that I had 
taken up was called bridge building. And something he said on Helica, I think is really key for all of us to kind of remember and hold in our hearts. And this, this particular model was, as you share Christ, as you minister to others, it's so important to know where they are. Because when you build a bridge, there are always two sides to that bridge. And if, if you are unsure where that person is standing, you might end up building a bridge to somewhere where they're, they're not standing. And so your first step is to find out, you know where you stand, you know, in the Lord. And so you have a deep awareness of that. But the first step is to discern and to see clearly where are they standing so that as you communicate, as you listen, as you share the Lord with that person, you're very aware of where they're standing. So I love, I love that you share that, just that listening valuing and seeing even before sharing is is kind of that critical for first step with sharing uh, with younger generations so it would be great to hear from you how you saw the lord provide that for you so um the lord providing the for me as in my personal experience of accompaniment yes i would say that the, I'd say it was where all of this before that invitation, I myself was, you know, dealing with changes in my family and just things that were going on. And the pastor who actually invited me into just ministry, he sat with me and he helped me and he just provided that love for me. And in, in listening and, you know, just reflecting on it now, that is what he provided and and then there was that invitation. So it was meeting me where I was, caring for me, loving me, and then saying, there's so much more. So I think that even, you know, here it has just been, you know, there's so much more. There's so much to be given. And we're, and we're always trying to, to give to our young people. And we're like, if you only knew. But we first need to care for them in that sense, in the sense of, you know, giving them that love and, and, and meeting their needs as well, because, you know, in, in, in school, they teach you that you can't meet, you can't teach students, can't teach the young people until you meet their basic needs. And, and this isn't so much more than the basic needs of food and water. It's just the basic needs, like emotionally and, and so I think that I think we can start there because just so much conversation with our young people and nationally, regionally has been that our young people are hurting. And I don't think that we can invite our young people into the church in, in so much of being so active and into renewal unless we are loving them and helping them to just be able to heal and and to just feel that love. So, you know, I hadn't fully reflected on that, but just like in this moment, I think that that is where we need to be able to head in that direction of just sending so much love. And like you were saying, building that bridge, but you have to meet them where they are. And sometimes that means that you have to go so far and you have to get out of your comfort zone to be able to meet them but 
the love and the joy that we're just going to encounter and learn because all of these young people have taught me so much. I have grown so much just from knowing them and experiencing everything that we've experienced and, and helping them. It has been this joy. I know that for me, there was this one youth who um, was super, super ornery <laughs> and, um, you know, loved to be talkative and to uh, make jokes. And, and you know, throughout it, we were like, okay, he's struggling. Um, how can we kind of help him? And just kind of being there. I, and, and we tried, we did not want him to feel judged because we knew he was making some pretty poor choices and just struggling. And just, we were part of his confirmation class. We taught it and he ended up reaching out to us and he let us know that he was struggling with addiction and he had been struggling for years. And at this point, I think he was 16 and he was battling addiction with alcohol. He had started getting into drugs and he reached out to my mom and I because we ministered together and he was contemplating suicide and he was really, really, really struggling. We did not know that this was happening. And he reached out to us and he said, you know, I just, I'm at my end. I just, I don't know what to do and where to go. And it was just this moment of just giving him love because at that moment, in those hard moments, you can't say, you know, um, try to catechize them and do all of this stuff. It's just loving them and it was valuing and, and, and it was such an honor in that sense because we were able to be, you know, Jesus in that moment for him and just offer so much love and, and be able to offer that to him because he had been struggling silently for so long and he was able to trust us enough to be able to express that. And then um, we were able to walk with him and accompany him and, and just be there in that sense of overbearing, because it's very hard, I think, when you are walking with anyone with addiction, but even a young person, but just to be that love and, and that listening ear. And so I have seen him in this last year. He was so motivated to quit being involved in all of that. And it's definitely a struggle. And he has told us, you know, about temptations and everything. But in this last year, God has called him into being so much more involved with the renewal and he was able to attend these workshops that is part of this pastoral plan for youth in the Latin American level. And, and he has just been able to have so much healing, healing physically, healing just all interior. And, and he has been able to grow and, and have so much joy that was just missing in his life. And, it, and, and I have just been so blessed to be able to see God just heal and work in his life that, you know, he was once so, so, so lost. And now he is so much more motivated and says, you know, I know God is real and I have this testimony and I feel God calling on me to share this testimony. So I think that that has been one of the biggest blessings for me and to be able to see that invitation, not just, hey, come part, be part of the church, be part of the renewal, but come be part of this family and come be part of God's love and, and, and just walking with each other. Let me ask you a question because that's, that's very powerful. And, and the worst part about it is there are so many 
young folks who are struggling with addictions at a very young age. The evil of drug and alcohol abuse, especially nowadays where it, it is targeting children younger and younger and younger. It's like evil is going after them younger and younger and younger in a lot of things. When you're listening to these stories, and you know you're relatively young yourself, when you're listening to these stories, is there a part of you going, I don't know what to do. Like, How can I possibly be ready to solve these problems? Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Uh, 100%. I think that that has been one of the things since the beginning where I'm just like, Lord, I am young. I don't know. I don't have all the the knowledge. I don't know what it is to that I have to do. I, I'm definitely not prepared. I feel that all the time. And I, I think that, especially in the beginning, um, but my mom said this to me. She said, and Heather, God, God does not call the trained. He trains the called. And that is so important because as in, in, in the sense of us young people, we don't necessarily have all the training, but thanks be to God, we're all called. We're all called to something more. And so it's just that trust in God that he is going to prepare you. He's going to make the way. He just needs your yes. And and so I looked back around seven, uh, like thinking about it seven years ago, I would have never, never expected to be what I'm, where I'm at and what, and do what I'm doing. And, and, and to just all of this that I'm involved with, I would have never expected it. And, and so I can just see, I was looking back and reflecting and saying, wow, God, I see you. Like that was you, you prepared me. You did this in my life in order for me to be prepared for today. So I have just been able to reflect back and see how God has slowly, but surely just been shaping me transforming me and and through these obstacles and everything I've encountered in life has just been in that preparation to do what I'm doing now. And I think that it has to rely on first year. Yes. Just even though you're scared, even though it's uncomfortable, you're not sure what you're doing, getting out of that comfort zone, you're going to see so much growth. So I think that it's that openness. How willing and open are you for God to just take your life and, and to make it, to where you are glorifying God to the fullest potential and also just trusting because if I am not trusting in the Lord, I am definitely going to be failing because I cannot rely on my own, you know, necessarily my own understanding of things or my knowledge and my truth. I have to be relying on God and, and just trusting him completely. And through this, I have just, I feel so much joy Because instead of having all of the stress and worry of, am I prepared for this conversation? Do I know all of this? Um, I think that trusting in God and just letting the Holy Spirit guide my life, I have seen so much growth and I have been able to encounter so many young people and walk with them. And, And it's definitely not me and me having all of this knowledge. It has just been the Holy Spirit because there are times and, and, and you guys have experienced this, I'm sure, of where you're just in this situation and you don't know how to respond out of your own knowledge. But it's so beautiful because the Holy Spirit just takes you and guides you and gives them what they are needing from God. And so I think it is willingness and just this trust in God. And He's just going to fill you with so much joy and love and just guide you. It's, I think it's just about being that faithful instrument and be willing to be used the way God has Mm -hmm. intended.
That is beautiful. Angelica, it is awesome, so awesome to hear the testimony and just the joy of you seeing and witnessing the Holy Spirit's work in young people's lives. You are a young person, and, and then the witness of your surrender and trust in the Lord and seeing how He's equipping you not only for the ministry that He's giving you, but really always calling you into more and into just this glorious experience of seeing the coming of the kingdom of heaven. Um, I think, Angelica, I think something that you just said about trusting the Lord, being aware that, like, in and and of myself, Lord, I, I cannot accomplish the mission that you've given to me. And so... One thing that we would love to invite you to do is to pray for a fresh outpouring, a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit for prayer group leaders who desire to invite young people in to not only participate, but even to step into leadership roles, servant team roles, um, as well as for parents, grandparents, even great-grandparents who are ministering to young people um, just that there would be an equipping from the Lord, not only with with this grace and power and presence of the Holy Spirit, but also for uh, for that grace of trust, trust in the Lord that you you just testified to the Lord really giving to you to look to the Lord, especially in those situations where it can be tempting for us to to look to our own strength or to look to even the battle that the young person is facing instead of keeping our eyes on the Lord. So, so we'd love to invite you to pray for all who are joining us and in particular for their ministry to youth. Of course. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we come to you today bringing all of our trials and tribulations, all the issues we are seeing, Lord. And, and we also just offer you, Lord, the hearts of all that are listening, the hearts of these leaders who have been serving, the hearts of these family members, grandparents, mothers, aunts, uncles, all those, Lord, who are seeking you and are seeking you especially to help our young people, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you just take control of their lives, that you take control of their hearts, their ministry, Lord. And we just lay it at your feet, Lord. We give all that we are working on, Lord, all, Lord, all these plans that we have, and we just place them at your feet. Because we know, Lord, that we can do nothing without you, that you have all the power, Lord. And we just place all of these worries at your feet, Lord. They've become consuming. They're overwhelming, Lord. And and we just don't know what to do, Lord. We place that there, Lord. And we just ask for you to send your Holy Spirit. Send your Holy Spirit into our lives. Send your Holy Spirit upon these leaders, Lord. We ask that you just send this fire, this new breath, Lord. We ask that you send these new waters of new life, Lord, upon them that they can learn to walk with our young people, Lord. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you just give us, give us that gift of listening, Lord. 
so that we can hear our young people and meet their needs, Lord. We ask that you just give this this gift, Lord, of accompaniment so that we can walk together, Lord, and just crush, Lord, this, this spirit of isolation in our young people. We ask, Lord, that you just equip. We ask that you equip our leaders, our family members, Lord, in how to serve your people. We ask, Holy Spirit, we ask for your presence. We ask, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We need you. We need your presence, Holy Spirit. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you just descend upon us. You know the worries and the troubles and all the problems that we are facing. Holy Spirit, we ask that you come in such a special way that you renew the hearts Renew the hearts of your servants here, Holy Spirit. We ask that you just bless them. And just most of all, Holy Spirit, we ask that you just bless us with that grace that only you can bring that. God's love just encapsulates each and every person that is listening. Because, Lord, we know that we can only be equipped if we are equipped with your love. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you just bless us, that you touch us, Lord, in such a special way that we are your love. We are your hands and your feet trying to build up this kingdom, Holy Spirit. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you guide us, that all of these plans, all of our thoughts and in these conversations, they just be led by you, Holy Spirit, that we just trust in you, that we rely not on our own understanding and truth, but we rely on yours. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you just completely take over our lives, that you take over these ministries, these conversations, and that you make them what you want them to be, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, we thank you because without you, we would not be able to do any of this. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you continue to use us to renew the church, to renew the young people, and to be one, Holy Spirit. We ask that you use all of these beautiful, wondrous parts that you are using, and we ask that you just unify them so that we can glorify you, Father in heaven. We ask that you help us to become this beautiful, living body of Christ. We praise you, and we glorify you, and we just ask for you to be with us abundantly in love. We ask all of this in your name, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 And again, thank you very much for taking time out to join us today. And I do want to say something, because for our listeners, you know, and, and you're, like, you're, you're working with the youth is so important, and I'll tell you really quickly why before we sign off. I have been to a lot of funerals for young folks or just heard of young folks dying for drug overdoses and suicides. And it is terrible. And what you find out in a lot of cases is it is something as simple, and you, and you kind of touched on it, that no one's listening to them. You go, in, go in the corner and just, you're, you're young, you know, just be seen, not heard. And, and the problem with that is then they're going to be distracted by other things. And I hate to say it, but a lot of it does come down to technology, and it exposes people at younger and younger ages to the evils of humanity. And you're seeing younger and younger getting on the drugs and, and all the other stuff. 
And without that moral compass, they are lost. And it's not going to have a happy ending. And then when people are at the funeral going, why, why, why? And the simple question is, did anybody even stop and ask that kid, how are you doing with a sincere ask and listen? And you will be surprised at what they'll tell you because I think most of these people want to be heard. We all want to be heard. And if people are listening and you're saying, well, this is terrible, what can I do about it? Something very simple. Just smile, say hello, ask how people are doing, and listen. And you'll be surprised what you get out of that. And you'll be surprised how it might change their outlook for the entire day. Just to have one person, and you might be the one person that cared enough to say, how are you doing? Don't live in your own bubble. Get involved in people's lives just by simply talking to them. There are things we can all do for people. You know, Jesus said you would know us by our actions, by what we do. When we go out there, we should be a light on the hill. We shouldn't be like, well, I went to church. I feel good. I've got the spirit and I can speak in tongues. That's great. Well, what do you do to help humanity? What do you do to go find these lost souls? And you, and you said it, Angelica. I loved what you said. God will train you. He'll call you and then he'll take care of you. And it goes all the way back to the Blessed Virgin Mary. When the angel Gabriel came, what did she say? I don't know how this is going to happen, but I'm your handmaiden, and I'm going to do what you tell me to do. And that was always God's way. When he picked someone, when they said, I don't know what to do, I'll follow you, it always worked out. Don't worry about whether you know what to do. Just go out there and trust the Lord will guide you. Because there are a lot of people that are lost, and they've got no one to guide them. There are no compasses, no moral compasses in their life. And if you're listening to this, it's because you want to grow. And the one way you can grow is by serving others. And it can be something as simple as a smile. How are you? How are you doing? How is everything going? And just listen. I'm telling you, that will change that, will change that person. They will plant a seed in that person because they will finally feel like at least somebody cares enough to listen. So, mm. you know, I want to thank everyone for listening to us. Uh, Alicia and I are very, very honored that we've got people all over the world listening to this podcast. We hope it is making a difference in your life. And if it's making a difference in your life, we're hoping it's making a difference in the world. We're planting seeds that God is telling us to go out and spread. So we do want to thank everyone from all over the world. Grazie mille, salamat po, gracias, obrigado, danke Shane, merci. Every way of saying thank you to the folks all over the world for listening to our podcast. And if you want to learn more about our organization, please go out to PentecostTodayUSA.org. Again, that's PentecostTodayUSA.org. And Angelica, before I let you go, how can folks go learn about you and the work that you're doing? Yeah, so I would say part of the Hispanic Renewal is we are working nationally and we have a young person representing all of uh, like our regions. So um, we have eight regions, and there is a young person working strategically in that area to work with our young people. So I'm going to pull this up real quick so I can give you the website. Yeah, so it is rcchispana.org. So can you, can you repeat that one more time, please? Yes, yes. So... We are, there is a, there is a page for a, what is it, for our Hispanic Renewal. So it is rcchispana.org. So rcchispana.org. 
and you will be able to see resources, more information about the renewal in the, in the Hispanic renewal. So you will see where we are located, the regions that are separated, um, the representatives, and, um, of course, um, the Facebook page for the um, renewal is very active as well. So you can find more things there, and you'll be able to see that each region has information going out, information about the events that are upcoming, and, you know, and especially when we're looking at our young people and for the, like, adolescents, we are trying to offer more English as well. So I think that is one of the goals to meet the needs of, of those young people. So you can find more information online there. Angelica, thank you so much for your witness, for your work, for your great love for our Lord. And even as we close out this episode, we want to thank all who are listening who just have a zeal to reach, to raise up, to connect, to equip young renewal leaders that this grace of baptism in the Holy Spirit, that that the fullness of life in the Spirit, even the experience of being delivered from evil, can really be taken hold of by our young people, by our youth, by our children. And so we just, we praise the Lord for you, and we are so humbled to serve the Lord together. May the Lord use this episode for His glory and really bring a fulfillment of the desire of so many to share the grace that we have received with younger generations. Amen. Amen, Alicia. All right, again, thank you very much, folks, for listening, and we will see you next week.